Let's do some Frostside chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Frostside chat, our weekly live stream post-session discussion where I don't turn on our intro video because I had that on because we started with three players. My bad. All right, start this again. <laughs> this is a chat for session 81. Good. If you've not you watched that to... session yet. Well, that, the problem was I had to start with three players, so I used my chat one to do it, and I had the video on, and normally that video is never on for the chat one. So ah, anyway. yeah. Apologies if in the intro video for a hot second. <laughs> uh, I am your DM, Eric, and joining me we have All Robins player Chris. Hello. Edmunds player Raymond. Hello. And we did the Arboretum this time. The Arboretum. My one concern about making all these areas being big things is I, I realize I'm just way slowing the pacing down of this area. I like it. I mean, I, 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 I don't have any problem with it. It's, yeah. Especially since I... I, I one thing per episode actually feels better than to me than one and a half things per episode. Mm. That, that 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 could be what we were well, you know what we're pacing at is like yeah. we, we do one thing then we get halfway through another thing then we get halfway through that well, thing then we get it kind of made it do it, it did do that for a little bit though because we we haven't been able to finish any of the towers in one go we did most of the tower of abjuration that we had the fight and then we went to do half of the chain lightning stadium that's then we did half the stadium and then um. I forget what we did. Well, then I, I guess what I'm saying is that, that if, if I had my preference, I would go the other direction, not 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 towards speeding it up, but toward it, turning it towards yeah. this, doing one section per yeah. se session. I guess. This one for once actually seemed to fill out pretty well. Although, if you notice, I did push it a little bit because I knew it was coming. And I'm like, ooh, if I can stop at this moment, which should only take me a couple uh, minutes yeah. to get to, we can stop at a more interesting cliffhanger than just, all right, you finish this area, let's end the session, and then start going to the next one. Right. So that's why I, I pushed it to go to the next one, just because the pacing worked out a little bit better. Right. But yeah, it's it. My my concern, I guess, is that I do have this ongoing storyline and these things to keep track of, and that gets harder for everybody, me and you all, uh, the more weeks it takes to get through all these other content. Although, yes, I do obviously love this Lost City. I love exploring it and expanding the different things. But, yeah, my concern is that I, I might be slowing things down I think it's true in a general sense, but because the nature of the thing we're doing right now is like the collection thing, we're like, okay, you have yeah. these seven, eight places to go. You got to just, it's the main quest. Yeah. Because that's the thing. And we know what like all the NPCs who all the, the major NPCs are and what they're doing. We know, we like know this. It doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel like we're like losing track of the main, you know, quest versus like if it was, if it was like side stuff that didn't, that really wasn't, our main goal, then yeah, maybe we could get like, oh yeah, what are we doing again? Like, wh why are we uh, like in the K? Like, why are we here? Like, what? Yeah. Are, what like... But I, I haven't felt that so far in this in, in any of these sessions in the city because it's, it's very felt very like we have a goal, we know yeah. what the goal is, and we're you know and just taking the taking and the obviously time. yeah, you you picked up on if I'm giving you question marks, that means there's content mm. there, but technically don't feel like you necessarily have to do all that content unless it is main quest stuff, I guess. I know as players, you want to do that stuff. It's like, oh, we probably prepped something here. But that's the other side of the coin is that if you feel like, oh, we, you know, we're feeling the pressures of getting this done or getting the storyline going, then you wouldn't have to do that unless I've specifically pointed it to places like this one. I did make part of the main quest yeah. um, because that you had to get this uh, wand. So. so I do have a question. Um, we're not even talking about the session yet, really. But... We haven't long rested in the city. We're going to have to at some point, yes. but I don't know what that point is. 
I don't know if you got an idea of when <laughs> that when that is, or if it's just going to be up to us to just try to like make it work somewhere or what. But yeah, I yeah, I, I'm always hyper aware of your resources, and I am pacing this place like a dungeon crawl. Um, and yes, I agree that big dungeons are going to require. Um, although interestingly enough, you guys didn't have to rest in the middle of caves of hunger. You know, it was a big dungeon because you went through it in a certain way. Um, but yes, in this case, you will have to uh, long rest. And frankly, I'll go ahead and tell you now, I'd like to pace it where when you long rest again, you'll probably level up again because oh, wow. it will have been a lot of sessions by then. Like, honestly, we've been we've been averaging um, about six to seven sessions uh, per level. Which is done by design. That is, that is fascinating. I don't know if that's because we move so slowly. We have such shorter sessions than a lot of D&D I think groups. we do, yeah. But it's fascinating that, like, people go so long at the same level. And then we have a tendency to do this. Like, like, like maybe one or two long rests. And then you're at the next level. You know, mm. it's uh, that, that seems to be more of our cadence. Which I appreciate because like, I think that's how D&D has to be paced to make the adventuring day work. Otherwise, the players feel vastly overpowered because they can just replenish their resources, and then the DM has to then compensate by then making these like super powered encounters. So yeah, I, I'm glad, and, and you all obviously pick up on this. We're like, well, we're not going to just try to long rest all the time because uh, that just destroys the pacing of everything. And for the same point, I'm not going to try to throw more than I think you can handle um, while still trying to give you easy, medium, and hard fights in different times. Right. And yeah, the way it works is. You may only get a handful of long rests until the next uh, level up. But we yep. are, we just finished, this uh, was session six since you entered this city already. Yeah. So we're That's, coming up yeah. to that point where right. maybe the pacing is after you do this next tower and your resources are, depl I mean, you guys, a lot of you rolled a lot of hit dice, you know, for short rests. I'm paying attention about that. So mm. maybe it can work out that way where... Uh, you guys can get a long rest, but that's... And I talked about this during the crafting stream, but that's probably how it's going to look, and I was trying to do it, okay, what's like maybe the say, halfway point-ish of doing this city, and then that could be a level up? I will say, I I will make one complaint. If you could make me go through this entire level without being able to cast the spell I got at the last level, I'm going to be a little mad. <laughs> I think my intention was to have that uh, ruby you got at the last one give you enough um... Mm, not quite. You give me Points. a thousand. I thought so you had some from before. And I already had 400 from something else. How much do you need? 1,500. So I'm a hundred off. Oh, just just give it. I don't okay. care. Okay. If, I, if, if, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that was my intention was to okay. give it to you with that it? thousand. Yeah. Okay. I guess okay. my math was off on that. Yeah, I thought the spell also was a thousand. Let me look. Maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah, if I'm wrong, I, then then I'm. <laughs> but that, no, it's fifteen. It's fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Okay. I, I might but just... also, the weird thing about that is also says ruby dust. So I don't know if that means I'm supposed Ryan, to like ruby. Smash it. Smash it. I mean, we could argue that like precedentation could like I don't know. I I don't know. We can figure. I out. I would and argue that you have the ruby, and then when you cast it, it turns to dust. It turns into dust. Yeah. 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 I will say this isn't. This is not also not one of the spells that consumes the. The component it's like a it's like a casting focus for it like once i have it i can cast the so spell instead of a consumption it's a threshold basically yeah yeah, yeah. so hang on to that dust <laughs> exactly yeah yeah I, I would say go ahead and uh, unlock that 
delete. Okay. So, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> if we have to, yeah, hopefully everybody watches this front side chat so they know that he's got that now. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, the Arboretum, um, mm -hmm. is originally, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty close and which is, there's this nether oak, you have to get the, the wood from it. It, it's sleeping when you get here. You can make a stealth check to grab it. Oh, oh! If you, you fail the if you fail the stealth check, you can make a persuasion check. Although it has a funny little hint here that it is a uh, neutral evil. Okay. Oh, I miss the fact that it speaks common and primordial. My bad. I had it speak the same mm. language. Oh well, whatever. Um. And you can make a persuasion check to convince it to give up the wood, but it says only if it believes they intend to perform nefarious magic with it. So oh, I took. I was a, not making that argument at all. Right. <laughs> so I took that to say, okay, he's a bit of an asshole, and I was gonna play it almost a little bit like a job of the hut kind of like just smarmy asshole character. Uh, and then I loved that Frey immediately picked up on that. So he was gonna push back a lot on you being like, oh, we're gonna righteously save everybody, and he was just kind of an asshole about it. Well, I was trying to appeal to his own sense survival, of right? Which survival, yeah. which probably would have eventually worked. The the one thing was I was so fucking an evil asshole. So it was more interesting. Well, uh, the interesting thing here is depending on how you guys RP'd this, he was probably always going to give you the wood, or you're going to take it. But mm -hmm. that would determine how hostile he is during the oh. next encounter, because he is. I, I got his stat block. He's called Keeper of the Grove from Monster Manual Expanded, and he is a tree, a, a, a druid spellcasting treant. So he's but got. He all actually. So okay. Real question. Yeah. He actually did did have the dispel magic spell in his repertoire. I have no have idea. That? I think okay. that might have been bullshit on my point because I don't think that's you a good spell. Sort of, yeah. yeah. I'm just like fuck off with that spell. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like yeah. He, he does not normally have that spell. Yeah. He's got a bunch of yeah. Because I mean, I honestly I didn't know how else you're gonna handle it because it was like you know, either what I was imagining is like like. The, the kind of bullshit thing where, like, okay, we're doing that, we're crafting the wand in the bubble, yeah. and all the enemies are just gathered around the bubble and just waiting for us to drop it, which is. I, I, had, I had three options when he did that. Um, option first was some of the creatures end up spawning in, because it's just nature is spawning in reaction. Oh, yeah. So some of it can spawn inside the dome, mm -hmm. um, which would have been an awkward, tight, weird fight. And a lot of these creatures yeah. were huge, and like the actual trees wouldn't have been, you know. But some things I could have, like, oh, the assassin vines right there, and I was like, that probably wouldn't make. I don't know, maybe it'll work. Um, option two was what you said, which is the dome protects you. It just breaks the encounter. You watch all of the creatures just pound on the dome. Nothing happens, and because I had it set up where when you finish crafting the encounter ends, you essentially just complete this encounter, and I montage you through these events, and we move on to the next area. Yeah. Um, which I thought about for a hot second. I was like, is it, is it satisfying for all of us to have that happen <laughs> to allow right. an ability, uh, just completely supersede an encounter. Um, and then the third option is what I did, which is, well, I've got this kind of powerful creature that they have no idea what it's capable of. Um, so I could just have it dispel it. <laughs> yeah. And that's ultimately what I went with. Um, because I thought this was a cool encounter and, and had a cool idea for it. And I was, uh, 
would be miffed about losing it. Now, some encounters Especially, I probably if it was you just, you just said you built this all yourself, right? I did. This is, this I is did. All you. Yes. So yeah, it's even more so. Like yes, oh, God, I felt it. I, I felt it pers- I felt that personally. <laughs> if this were a random street <laughs> encounter, like that just was a you know, and you were like, oh, I can cock this thing, and I was like, all right, fine, and you know, nothing happens. You you beat that encounter, but this was literally a bespoke fucking like yes, unique yes. survival encounter where one person has to has to do action, which I knew was gonna be you has to do actions and then once you make enough it beats the encounter but everybody else to protect you and and fight all these things so hopefully ray you understand uh that i had to cancel that out <laughs> i i kind of knew you were gonna do something I, I said it i was like should i try to break the dm yeah uh, you did yeah and it, it's tough because as a dm you you rarely want to just shut a player down and be like no you can't do that because that sucks you know and if, especially if they have a cool idea yeah. and you're it makes total sense to do that like it was a smart play to do that, to like, well, I'm going to put up this fucking, like, force field, essentially, this magic dome that I just fucking can't stand that it has just all of these, it, yeah, it just checks too many boxes. It's a third level spell, it just, the only thing it takes is it takes, like, a minute to cast. You technically can't do it in combat, but this was a good situation because you weren't in combat yet. You yeah. And the combat does not trigger until you start crafting right. the thing. So... It was the perfect chance to use it, and I denied you because I just did not want to end up like that. <laughs> I am okay with that. Like right. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was a little fun, fun experiment to yeah. try. Right? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was. It was in play, in playing with the boundaries. It was an extremely <laughs> smart play. But so, because you uh, Frey had treated this uh, treant so well in her twisted way, it was content. At, it did do that much because it was like, ah, oh, that's bullshit. I want to have this fight, and that's the DM saying that. But yeah. then it sat back and didn't do anything, whereas it has a lot of abilities and spells it can cast and do all these fucking things it could have done had you guys, you know, had if it harbored any resentment yeah. towards you. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it's got a full stat block. It's the token sitting right there. But instead, I was just kidding. But and I had my notes on there, but if they do everything, you know, if they appease everything, it's just going to sit back and... Um, and it'll even like warn them of the dangers and just kind of watch it. And it'll still mock things during the fight, but it won't be involved in the fight. Yeah. And then my fight rules were um, you get to make the check first, and then no matter what, round one happens. That spawns the sod and the flowers. These flowers, by the way, I believe are from Cobalt Press, the Gloom Flowers. Um, The round two spawned an Assassin Vine and a Shambling Mound, which are stronger foes. That's quite a ramp up. It is quite a ramp up. You guys are level 13, but that is, Yeah. yeah, those are both like CR, like four or five creatures. And, but I mean, look at how quickly you shut shit down too. Like you were able yeah. to completely shut down. Like, that, two was of the level, that was my one level six spell. That's that was true. that was a, that was a go. That was a a nitrous. That's burst. true. That was <laughs> a, yeah. You guys did good on the nitrous for that one. Yeah, and then Frey was just hacking away at things. Yeah, and then round three was uh, when I spawned like three treants, I think. Yeah. And I kind of had it balanced in the back of my head, depending on how many um, successes or fails you had is kind of how many things would spawn. Although, so in the context of this fight, I believe you missed the very first check, but then I think you made the next three. Me? Yeah. No, I got the first one, missed the second, and then got the next two. Got the, but did, I had used Flash of Genius for the last one. Did you not get three checks? Did I miss that? I did. The first one, and then the third, wait. So one he got, Two he missed, three he got, 
got, four he got four. with Flash of Genius. Right, right, right. Okay. So which is three total, yeah. So okay. it took him four tries, yeah. All right, that's what I was trying to write down is I- what you, first one that triggered the combat. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So you had to make three successes, they were all DC 15. Um, which I looked at, you know, your stats and everything and said, okay, on average, it should probably take him uh, four tries. But remember, the first one happens before comedy. So that's like round zero as you make in the first yeah. one. So I was right. So I was basically assuming it wouldn't take more than four total rounds. And a lot of it determined initiative order because when it became your turn, that's when you got to make the check. So the interesting thing is that f that round where the treants were active, surprisingly, I did get one off because it was b above you. But then the others didn't do anything because you were able to do it on your turn and succeed on that check, and that ended. And that's why I, w I felt like I could go harder on this fight, which I had a good chat with uh, the crafting folks with that one. I could go a lot more difficult and overtune this fight because I knew everything would stop when you successfully craft the wand because as a veteran DM, I know that's the climax. Like, we do not yeah. keep going yeah. after that. So we do this big, dramatic, like, everything stops. And I think is that that was the key to making a good like horde mode, uh, protect the PC in this case, uh, doing a skill check. Right. Did you feel okay that you basically had to use your action doing a skill check each time? That was my only worry about going into this. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's a <laughs> it's a, a timed event, and there's things going around. Um. So yeah. I didn't mind, and it probably helped. You know, I was controlling Thimbleweed, so that's what I was true. thinking. Like, like you got to do like actual act, like fight actions too yeah. with Thimbleweed. Yeah, you had your bonus action. Unfortunately, your wolf died pretty quick after that, but <laughs> I killed all your various animal companions. Yeah, true, true. Um, no, I don't know. I debated about uh, action. targeting you more with all the creatures because that was the whole thing. But it's so weird in D&D &D, that's like, oh, tax opportunity is such a thing that, like, once you're engaged with somebody as a DM, I feel like I have to always just turn and fight that person. And yeah. I just wanted to kill that fucking horse, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty pretty good. That, that ended up being, the, like, the big uh, dramatic the moment. The horse massacre was. Yeah, never could fly away. and just. Get, in fact, you were yeah. flying at one point and just grabbed you and nailed you to the ground. And they just, like, these yep. turtle things just... <laughs> well, he, he, I didn't want him to fly away because he had that... that oh, he had the psychic rage thing. Rage on him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they they kept pulling him out. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I like that. I feel a, a, a good death. You know, the the party is like a distraction. Yeah, someone get let him away from the table somewhere nearby. And that's what it felt like too. Yeah, yeah. especially later on, I I kind of got the same. I, I got what you were going for. I was like, I was like, oh, there's no way we're gonna beat all these guys. Right. We're buying time. You're buying time. Yeah, you're you're effectively thing. protecting him. Right. Yeah. So I I felt yeah I felt good about that. Yeah. I, I I love this encounter. I, I thought it was great. I I, I really did. I, I the, hey. the, the 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 I don't know what you call it. Like in video games, you know, you have like these different types of missions, and especially I, I just played God of War Ragnarok, and there's a very similar type of mission where whoever your companion is at the moment is trying to close a portal, and while they're trying to close a portal, yeah, hordes just of enemies yes. are just coming. Obviously, at you. my inspiration is a very classic video game thing. Yes, yeah, it is. is. You just have to survive. It's a survival. And yeah. it's, it's not even yeah. a question of you winning and killing all the enemies. It's a question of you surviving a certain amount of time. It's a, just a time-based yep. mission. Or in this case, not even time. It's it's somebody... The nice thing about D&D &D is you can translate that, okay, somebody has to succeed on a check. And the check yes. happens to yeah, take yeah, that, you once your, per round. Time, yeah, and minimum, yeah. you have to do three successes. So it's going to take you a minimum two rounds. Because, again, you get that first check before combat starts. 
So I thought, okay, my, well, my, my my only critique is that th- this is probably the masochist in me. I wish it'd gone one more round because I when, once those treants were like throwing boulders, I yeah. was like, oh shit! Now it's yeah. like now we're like on the edge, yep. and like one full round of treants like laying into us yeah. and shit happening. And then it dying would have been really. I guess I could have required another check, but the bad thing is, what if he starts fucking up like too many checks? That's true. That's true. At that at that point, if like one check goes bad, yeah, we're in real shit because boulders fly him. And and, like, do I change the DC? The other issue is like, it's really hard for you guys to actually fuck up checks if you all have the ability to manipulate that check. And I'm mainly considering Edmund's flash of genius and your bardic inspiration, which you definitely both used. So he's got a plus. I, he, he never he never used my bardic inspiration. So it, like uh, even even right. at the end he could have used that. Right. Yeah. So it was a baseline DC. Oh, but you mean fi- like use it as like to, to manipulate the yeah. Yeah, because baseline is a DC fifteen. He has a fifty percent chance of hitting that already. With flash of genius that goes way up, and then yeah, if you've yeah, got give up. him a bardic inspiration, it goes way up. So that's what I was confident. Like okay, he can pretty yeah. much get that unless he chooses <laughs> like oh well I didn't get this, and then he decides oh wait I need to really be getting this every round or bad things are gonna happen. I need to be using my things to do it. Yeah. So I could have made the check. So it, it was that was the part I struggled on is the, is the balance. Like, yeah, how many checks do I require and what to set, to set the DC at? And I agree, it would have been nice to have one more round, but only one more round. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. The, no, no more than one more round. Yeah. Like, because like the the my analog to the last campaign I ran that was the uh, the the what's it, what's it called the monster at the end the, the Godzilla uh, the Tarask thing the Tarask. That you're not you're not intended to win. Yeah. It's just it's just supposed to be exciting that you're like fighting this, this yeah, insurmountable like enemy. Yep. Yeah. This this so, was a yeah. a unique situation that I was definitely excited to to pull off. Which I is, liked it. I, I, I like I like when when fights are like, you know, it's we're we're both playing the Night Suns, and you know they have like all the like objective that like the different types of objectives, and I like when D and D fights aren't just kill all enemies. It's like it's something else. Yes. It's like Yes. Survive X rounds. Those are very memorable when you have other get objectives the, you this, have to do. Get this thing. Shut yeah. down uh, the, the, the climax of uh, Princes. Shut down this portal. That was the, the best fight, even though we didn't really fight anything, really. Yeah. Because we were just, our whole goal was to sh- close this fire. Yeah, it, it creates those it cool cinematic moments in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, none of that's in the book. The book is just, uh, you can steal or persuade the tree to give it to you if those all options fail then it attacks it just has a, it has a trance stat block in the here and it attacks you and then summons a couple of needle blights and it's just a uh just a straight ahead fight straight ahead fight yeah what i was curious about is nowhere here does it say how because it keeps using the language of saying you have to craft a wand from the wood of the tree and the tree just gives you the wood so it never, because I kept looking for like, wait a minute, it says craft a wand, and it mentions wand. There is no way to craft this wand that I can they, they never see. They that, never they mentioned never that as a thing. Like what the mechanics are of that? Okay. So that's the inspiration I took for this whole mission is like, okay, what if they had to craft the wand? Yeah. And what if that wand ended up uh, having to create, and then I got the idea for, yeah, video game style, like uh, survival mode, horde mode. Yeah. Um, and then you're, and I said, okay, what if you're drawing energy from here? And that's what's upsetting all the plant life. And I was like, okay, I can use a bunch of plant monsters. This will be, yeah. this will be really fun because yeah, they fought plant monsters all campaign. Right, so yeah. There's some, to choose uh, yeah, from. some new, new monsters in there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Carnivorous Sod and I believe the Gloom Flowers are both from Cobalt Pl- uh, Press. Uh, the Assassin Vine you saw previously in Tomb of Annihilation, actually. Mm. Um, 
And then the Shambling Mound, I believe we also fought in Tomb of Annihilation. And then Treants, uh, surely we've, we've used them at some we've point. I mean, you guys worked with some Treants in the last campaign. Yeah, I'm trying to think when we actually uh, fought the Treants. I, for some reason, I downsized their token because I wanted the Nether Oak to be bigger, so I just made them smaller. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, they had a straight up trance stat block. I just want three trance right there, and just like, all right, let's yeah. see if I can. Do and then, yeah, you saw me roll like super bad for initiatives. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> get like one of these trance off. But you know what? I only got one off, and they did 30 damage to Edmund, so it's still. That's what was exciting. Good. I was yeah. like, I was like, I mean, in my head, I'm, I'm like, the optimal situation would be like Edmund's like getting fucking nailed, and he's down to like. 20 yeah, it's like, points. I gotta get this last points. check. And he does the last check, and, <laughs> and that's, yeah. and everything falls Right, apart. when everything's, like, reaching for you. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, that's a tricky thing to do, it's, so. it's Yeah, it's it's very hard to, like, like form that into an encounter, but yeah. that's, yeah. I was looking at the log, and I was like, wait a minute, I rolled an Arcana 11. Why did I use Flash of Genius then? Oh, like, right. No idea why I didn't. Well, that's what that I'm saying. Was, I think that was the first check you made, and because you didn't do it, I thought, oh, that's going to count as a failure. Maybe just you didn't realize, like, the importance of making the check. Because I, I agree, like, you could have made it then, thing, and, or maybe yeah. you're trying to save it, but, and then once these, these things started happening, which I kind of like that as being like, oh, I messed up there, but then once, like, the third round happens, you're like, okay, I got these flash of genius to get this fucking this. done. <laughs> yeah, because these creatures yeah, are all coming at me. Because I mean, it, it's a finite yeah, resource, the, so I get, you know, you might not want to... Yeah, you're right, it's finite, and Maybe I didn't feel like, yeah, like you said, maybe I didn't realize the seriousness because it was like, oh, it's just some sods. Right, the sods were were not as threatening, and then that, that was the a very round was like, oh, these are more threatening. Yeah, and I loved the idea of, of ramping it up every round yeah. too. It's like the littlest guys come yes, out first, and then the yes. more big, and then you got the the tank, you know, the left for playing left for dead. And the then, tank comes charging. <laughs> they're slower. They're behind all the rest of them, but they're coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, this map is from. I need to link. I've linked to it before in the crafting streams, but it was from a, a Reddit Arboretum map because none of these places had any oh. maps. So if I'm doing all these locations, I got to find maps for them. Eric, it sounds like you need to do a Dim's Guild I know. product of all the locations. I in know. Ukraine, now that somebody's on the towers, because <laughs> you, you're filling in everything else. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing it too. It's been it's been awesome. It's been good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, but so, but that's my overall concern is I've had a lot of fun expanding all these areas, but each of these takes like a full session, like the library like yeah. took a full session, this took a full session. It's been fun, but my concern is the overall pacing of this entire area, and I will say I'll probably ease up on expand. I, I think we did a lot of the ones that I was most interested in early, and it yeah. just happened to be on the Necropolis map. They were all kind of packed into this same area. So I will say for future ones, it'll probably be more like the House of the Arcane, which is like... There's no map. There's just a thing you interact with versus right. having this big event thing happening. Because we already have the towers to do. And I still have to have it in my head how many towers are the others going to try to do, you know, to try to oh, help right. the pacing issue a little bit. Because, yep. like I said, we've done six uh, sessions here in Ethran already. Yeah. And we've only carved out, like... I don't know, maybe a, maybe a third if you, if you look at the actual like uh, the, city the, map. Like, it's, it's like a pie chart. We've done probably about a quarter to a third of the yeah. pie chart. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it because this was, you know, partly what sold me on this whole campaign is I, I just love the Lost City angle. I loved it in Tomb of Annihilation um, with Omu and I thought that went really well and was cool and I loved it here and it just uh, it took a long time to get here because this was very end game. Yeah, and it's been uh, interesting having to scale everything up to a degree that I've never had to really run before in D and D. But yeah, it's it's been a blast. 
Nice. All right. I think that will do it for this week's Frostside Chat. Thank you to Chris and Raymond. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching, and we will see you next time.